previously on Poldark, Demelza's brother Sam and Drake are trying to set up a church in Cornwall. George has just got a magistrate's seat that was offered to Ross, and Dr. Dwight got lost in France, and Ross and this pirate Tholly are going to go try and find him. How does that go? And how do all these other things go? Let's find out this week on the Lord to Grantham podcast. Good luck moving up because I'm moving out. Season three, episode three, Pole Dark. We're in it. How you doing, Corey? I'm doing okay. How about you, Dave? I'm good. I'm good. We were together this weekend. We were at a wedding. We're all yeah, a wedding wedding celebration. Dressed to the nines at nice Southern Connecticut. Gorgeous day. The summer last week we complained about the weather. Couldn't have been mm-hmm. better. We were together. So congrats to our friends Connor and Fatima, who probably aren't listening, but you know got to do our part yeah man it was a nice day and uh we drank a lot we did we were like uh (laughs) like dolly and ross it it makes me think how much do you think they drank at uh tom branson's wedding all of them considering it's an irish wedding at the end of the day and we were at an irish wedding wedding? on saturday in downton too yeah yeah uh they probably had a fair amount you think they like they snuck in an extra nip? You know, like, like they drank some, some some dark beer. Probably just to, a little to observe. bit. But his brother wasn't there, and his family wasn't there, true. so it's definitely more of an English wedding. Yeah, I, I hope there's an extended cut where we just see Branson's wedding and everyone just getting sauced off their face. Yeah, we just see uh, Bates just on the ground. <laughs> can't, can't even use the cane to get up. He's just laying on the ground. Exactly. Um, you know, well, to follow up on Downton 2, we mentioned last week it would be streaming as early as this Friday domestically uh, on Peacock. The one thing we did not mention is that there is also going to be a 24-7 Downton channel on Peacock. So you can literally put on Downton on Peacock and just leave it on and it will just keep airing 24-7. I don't get I mean, cool. <laughs> I'm also not one to put one of these live channels on. I know they exist. I know there's a... There's one for WWE. Yeah, there's a WWE one, and I used to occasionally put that on on like when the WWE Network was its own thing, but I, I never found myself invested in it. But I guess I'm never a background viewer in general. Sure. So, I don't know. I'll, I'll Maybe I'll well, throw it on just at some point to see where we are in, uh, in Downland. Yeah. But I don't... You know, cool. For the people who can't get enough of Downland... There, there you go. Even though it's they're, all they're streaming it there, you can pick wherever you want to start. There's just a random channel. I mean, some people just like to have that background noise no matter what. Yeah, so if that's you, let us know. Mm-hmm. And we did get a, uh, a message from one of our listeners, uh, Kavita. Mm-hmm. Uh, she let us know that she's been catching up on the podcast because uh, she rewatched Downton, listened to us in the Gilded Age, and now is tackling The Crown. Uh, she says that in season two, episode seven, that she was anxious to hear our take on the episode because there's a Down Abbey connection that we had missed. Uh, the woman who played Tony's mom is Anna Chancellor, who also had a role in Down as, wait for it, Lady Anstruther, mm-hmm. none other than the woman who James was caught in bed with stroking it. 
Okay. I, she says, I was so disappointed that neither of you recognized her and was so looking forward to a classic Stroke in It reference. And, and anyways, thanks for keeping me company during work and for the laughs. Well, Dave, how do you feel about us missing the opportunity to mention that we saw the lady that J- Jimmy was stroking it with in uh, The Crown? I don't feel bad about missing that character because she's so fleeting in Downton. Okay. I apologize. It's definitely our fault that we messed that up. Do you think this woman, though, she has a pigeon, like or she's been pigeonholed, or does she have the market cornered in terms of men who like to stroke it? Because Tony definitely likes to stroke it on the crown. But that's Tony's mother? Yes. So, so it's in her, it's in her DNA. To be <laughs> yeah, freaky to, to stroke. <laughs> Entirely possible. If that's the case, then sure. Then that's 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 good for her. Yeah. One point I wanted to make is just that as much as people may binge watching and then listening to us, for us, it's like years apart that we've seen things. Yeah, <laughs> so us yeah. getting to it on the crowd and between that, it's like it's hard to remember all these faces. There are a lot of familiar faces that show up, but for us, it's like eons in between watching. So it's hard to yeah, like have we a top of we mind. knew going into this season of Poldark that Drake Karn is in the Gilded Age, but you were like, I don't even recognize him, and I was like, I don't and, even know which one he is. Honestly, watching this episode, I struggled to even understand how this guy went on to play Larry Russell, who's entirely different than, than uh, Drake Karn here. That's just good acting. That's just high-quality performing. Maybe it's his accent. I don't know. Is that, Maybe it's Maybelline. That can't be a good thing, or a bad thing, though. No, he, he's obviously talented. Tremendously talented. So, you want to get into Poldark, Dave? Sure. Do we want to talk about? I mean, what can we? What do we start? I say Drake, but I feel like there's not too much motion there. Season, well, so it's season three, episode three, and one of the things that has been lobbied at us by that one reviewer was that this is a show about miners and mining. There was not a single moment in the mine this week. Nothing. Yeah. But the episode yet again starts with Demelza at the cliff. Rubbing her stomach, there with her son, and it just made me wonder: Is this show actually about cliffs? That's not a bad idea, and we got in trouble <laughs> in by that feeling. same reviewer for misnaming the location. But I'm pretty sure we were right the whole time, right? I think so. Yeah, I mean, every episode begins with them just kind of overlooking this cliff for the most part. Yeah, well, I was thinking about that as this episode started. I said, "Man, maybe we should." hash whether or not the episode starts with the cliff or not i mean we're already keeping track of whether you can see the where what's his name was Jim buried carter. from the first Jim. season joe carter <laughs> you don't see that that uh gravestone or anything there but uh yeah scenic shots so yeah where do we want to start here i think path of least resistance demels is at home alone mm-hmm. correct and so someone's got to make the decisions because Ross is not around. Okay. And her brothers, we saw last week with the church that they attended that... The Catholic Church. George doesn't... The Catholic Church. George does not want them there. They're not welcome. They're Methodists. Uh-huh. They got to find their own way. Demelza informs them that there was um, a ramble that was left to them by Francis. Mm-hmm. Francis he, left it, it to the community. Yes. Is a verbal agreement 
but they could take with it and do it with with what with that they they may. Yeah, and they see this place. They're like, "This is great. We're good." But George has an axe to grind because in this episode we see him going to church while these Methodists are singing outside of it cheerfully. But to him, he's like, "Well, I mean, this is definitely an act of protest from Sam and Drake and the pro." You think? Absolutely. They got asked to not come back, and they know exactly why they were asked not to come back. So they stand, mm. they could be singing anywhere. They could sing in the center of town. They sing right outside the gates of the Catholic Church. Yeah. This is an act of, of them saying, we will worship regardless. This is them, you know, That's true. doing what they want. They have such smiles on their face about it, too. They're just happy oh, <laughs> to I mean, be in that moment. I, I don't know how I feel in the big picture about Sam picking up what his father left because Demel's his father is not a good guy. Yeah. But he seems like really? a much more peaceful iteration of that kind of character. Yeah. Do you think if they were singing a more peaceful song, they would have changed their their tune on them being outside the Gramble? If they were singing like Boys to Men out there as a cappella? I mean, they were singing a church song. It's not like that's a disruptive song. No, that's true. But just something with a little bit more harmony, you know? Potentially. Potentially. So, anyways, they they set to work on this this grambler, but they don't get much done. No, because I think the point is made that uh, they need to go to was it George and them and, and ask for permission to to have the church there. Well, George, uh, newly appointed, you know, whatever justice of the peace, whatever his, his actual title, his is. constable Tom Harry. Well, his constable, yes, his constable Tom oh. Harry. They find out that there are some men going about this building, and then he sends them to find out. He sends Tom Harry out to find out who it is. That's his first order of the business to to Tom Harry, who, who we saw was not really capable of doing much last season, but has now been promoted to constable. He walks around with a gun and a stick. On top of it, this is his second job. We don't know if he's getting paid for this. This guy just agrees right. to the terms. It's like, hey man, you want to be a cop as well? And he's like, oh, I guess I'm a cop. Yep. So they find out what happens is they they put the kibosh on. They say no more build. You, you, this is this is War Legan and and Jeffrey Charles' property, which is technically mm-hmm. you know George claims ownership to it. Yeah. So Zaki and the Carnes they go to ask for permission at the house. Yeah, they just want to clear the air and say, look, you know that George did this. They want to do it when, when they know George is out of town, when they know it's just Elizabeth, because right. they believe they can appeal to Elizabeth's better judgment. And she's, for the most part, okay with it mm-hmm. until George gets back and he connects the dots and he's like, one of those, the the, the Karn boys? Cause he, and is he the one that connects the fact that the Karn brothers are Demelza's? Yep. So Tom Harry doesn't even fulfill his job of finding out who's behind this with the, the No, he does. He comes out with the form, the names. He, he comes back uh, with but, like a post-it note that just says Sam Karn, Drake Karn. Oh, yeah, yeah. That I mean, yeah, I guess that's all he does come back with. <laughs> he does the bare minimum. Uh, right, right. But George is the one who's like, yep, that that's them. I know that's them. And then Elizabeth b- bites hook, line, and sinker that Ross is trying to sabotage them. Right, that's George's uh, idea is that, oh, this is all coming from Ross. He wants to uh, step onto their land, even though 
Francis had promised us, and we seen uh, seen early in this episode where Francis is talking with Uncle Carrie about like George, how binding is this? Because we don't have to give this up. And it's like no, it was just a verbal agreement. Poor Francis. Yeah, he's turning in his grave. He must be miserable. Yeah. So the boys they they go back home, and you know they're getting worried that they're not going to be able to use that that ramble. So. Demelza has an idea. Gives him the storehouse. Yeah. She says, Ross might be dead. Why don't you take it now? You know? I gotta make decisions, you know? She's got she's gotta put on the, the Ross's pants and, and just call the shots. And that's really that's really it we for the boys, right? As far as Sam I mean Right, they they start constructing it. If you build it, they will come. And we see Drake has a few scenes in here with Morwenna. Yeah. Not too much to he report. Her, I mean, it's still happening. He gives her some beads, and we see her wearing those around the I think uh, he gave the her the premises. beads last week, but we see her wearing them this week. Yeah. And, well, they do run into each other this uh, week on the beach, and George, Jeffrey Charles comes back, and Agatha tells him, you need to stop going to the beach. And he's like, how do you know about that? And she's like, you got sand everywhere dude mm-hmm. <laughs> you're dirty yeah you got bo you stink like like salt water boy yeah elizabeth catches wind of this and she's like you're not to go out there anymore the the, the tides are, are heavy you, you can't do that you can't be out there that's ross country yeah so they won't be going to the beach anymore but as you said dave drake is wandering around the premises because as tom harry tom henry says there can only be two latia in here at a time yeah, two riffraff and at a time, I believe two what he riffraff. says. So Drake wa- wanders around and he bumps into Morwenna. Well, he bumps into Jeffrey Charles first, who's like, right. Drake! Yeah, Jeffrey Charles is like right there like, hey man, <laughs> I know you. Why are you snooping around here? <laughs> but Morwenna, you know, clearly something's there between the two. Well, Jeffrey Charles blows Morwenna's cover when he's like, you talk about him all the time. Mm-hmm. Which is a very sweet little moment. Yeah, but I feel like that—that's uh, the—that's it for the the brothers. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, he, he's making inroads with her. Should we just jump uh, while we're talking about all the goings on at um, Nampara? Is that what it or is that uh, Trenwith? Trenwith is this house. Mm-hmm. Uh, should we just leap over to George, or should we tackle Ross first? Yeah, man. This is really like a three George- plot episode. Truly. It's actually a short episode that the rest of the season is 55 minutes compared to the 57 or 58 we've been getting. Mm-hmm. Um, but George, we're seeing him in his uh, role as a magistrate mm-hmm. presiding over things. Uh, and it seems to be like, you know, he's, he's exactly how we expected. We see early on that there's a man who uh, may be, he's, uh, we yeah, don't know how, how guilty he is. Pheasant theft. Yeah, he, pheasant stuff. He, but he gets committed to being flogged publicly 20 times in public. And the, the crowd goes, like, wild. Like, this is some obscene charge. And it probably is. Yeah, I really don't know what the law is like. Again, I'm more concerned about the mines and the miners, not the legal system of this town. The pheasant stealers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but as we see uh, George saying in the next scene, like, you know, he's sending uh, a template here, an example of, you know, people should not cross over the line or else they're going to get theirs. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, but we also see he tells his uncle that he wants to mm-hmm. be the Burgess of the Borough. That being the magistrate yeah. is just not enough. That now he can ascend the sort of political ranks. And one thing he has to do is start appealing to the common man. It's it's kind of funny. I don't know if this was intentional. Uh, I guess since this came out in 2017 or if this is in the books, but you can start to draw parallels to today's world where the rich people suddenly being rich isn't enough. They have to have actual power, mm-hmm. <laughs> political power. And that's exactly what we see uh, George doing here. And is it uh, Carrie Warligan? It, it starts, starts theorizing that if George ever could get the public behind him, then the sort of ever long feud with Ross would just flip flop where Ross would suddenly become an enemy of the people, Mm -hmm. which I don't like the sound of that. Yeah. But it's also not a huge stretch because we see if, if these people are all as bright as uh, Elizabeth and Tom Harry and some of these other folks in town that are so easily swayed by George's uh, political or, or financial stroke, then I can see, Cornwall turning to his favor very easily. Potentially. Do you think George is stroking the town? I I don't... The thing is, I would say maybe, but in what happens in this episode, I think he... I I don't think his heart is in it. Because the second that they give him the chance to leave, he's gone. Right. He's always looking ahead. So when it comes up that... uh, the Karn boys are encroaching on their land potentially. He tosses the idea of like, I got two tickets to paradise. You want to move to Truro tonight? And Elizabeth's like, yes, please let's leave. Let's permanently leave home. <laughs> Sick of this. And she says, Ross. look, yeah, we got, we got more when locked in with Jeffrey Charles. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And we'd see, we see earlier in this episode that uh, as you picked up on last week, Dave, that more, uh, Elizabeth is worried about this child that, it is, in fact, you know, Ross's. And Jeffrey Charles even mentions, like, Oh, Jeffrey Charles doesn't enough. look nothing, anything like me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Jeffrey Charles just tussles some sand into the kid's hair <laughs> and takes that with you. He's like, hey, whatever, man. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Elizabeth is definitely perturbed. She wants to get out of there. And I think maybe this is what she sees as an opportunity to kind of, like, start anew, maybe. With, with this child somewhere else. But we see later in the episode that George picks up Valentine and Elizabeth is like, don't coddle the baby. Don't spoil mm-hmm. the baby. So yeah. I don't think it's a one. I, I mean, the, Elizabeth is, this character is radically changed in this one episode to me. She doesn't care about Jeffrey Charles at all, who in the beginning of the season, she was like, I don't want her to have a gut, want him to have a governess. I'm right. that's my boy. I love him. To like, let's leave him. He's old enough. Aunt Agatha can stay. I think she's just truly concerned about this child. You know, I don't, like, I don't think she's concerned about this George child protecting, or herself, her own safety. Well, we do see that she be, consults some kind of medical professional and gets put on some kind of uh, antidepressant or something along those lines. Yeah. That I don't see this going well because we see. I think she's coping with a lot of trauma that's gone on in her head. Stress. And the fact that Ross abandoned her after what's uh, likely his boy. Mm-hmm. And then I think 
this sort of constant bombardment of George's will, she, you know, she, the way she gives in to George, and we see they, they actually, you know, George and Elizabeth start getting physical for the first time we've seen in quite some time. Mm-hmm. I think she's just kind of quitting. I don't know. I don't know. It it does seem to happen so quickly, though, when George says, you want to move, and she's down. It's like, man, that is absolutely fast to make that kind of life change because considering they're talking endlessly about sending Jeffrey Charles off to boarding school or whatever, like, he's going to leave him behind like that? Mm-hmm. I feel uh, like this episode would have benefited if we had the scene of her getting the medicine first earlier in the episode to establish some kind of tonal shift in her. It's not entirely clear to me what the medicine is doing, though. I'm assuming it's it's some kind of antidepressant that she's going to become addicted to. Potentially. But uh, we do get the good moment of them leaving the home, George and, and Elizabeth and Aunt Agatha being like, well, now the fun begins. We can, we can just cut loose a little bit. Oh, yeah. Uh, I do kind of feel happy that they don't have to deal with George on a daily basis. That guy is so miserable. Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely. It, it, Elizabeth, it, Elizabeth is so strange in this episode she just seems to be totally different like we're and, and well the one thing that we haven't talked about is like i think she is on george's side she we definitely see her coming around to him last week but what he does when they get there is invite her to the court uh to to be there when he magistrates and so they receive a letter of someone who's going to be in court and it's like oh it's my good old buddy so and so oh wait he's accused of sexually assaulting a lady and then we cut to the, the scene where they're, he has he's presiding over it. And, of course, as you, you would expect, George finds the woman guilty of perjury, of lying about this man he knows in terms of assaulting her. And now she's going to be committed to punishment. And uh, Elizabeth seems very upset by that, or at least disturbed. Yep, and we see this is this is where she's starting to, to really abuse this sort of dropper. Well, that's the thing. is like I think she's starting to... This is where I think her whole thought process is coming from is she is very much afraid of what George will do to her if he finds out this child is Ross's. And then just seeing what happens in that courtroom, I think, gives her an idea of what he's capable of or, you know, may you know, do to her. Because also, I mean, is adultery still a thing back then? Can you still get tried for that? Well, they hadn't were they weren't married yet. Were they, they, yeah, they Ross married. was married. Demel, um, Elizabeth was not. Right, they weren't married yet. Yeah. Either way, though, it, she's. I think she's definitely a little bit afraid of, of what is going to come out of all of this. Yeah, I think. I think that's where I'm at. I think yeah. whatever Elizabeth was there in the Francis days has just been obliterated by what Ross did and mm-hmm. what George is doing. And George is walking around saying, you may have a Burgess in front of you. I may be rolling over this whole yeah, thing. Yeah, Burgess of the Borough. <laughs> and it was actually kind of upsetting watching him preside over that courtroom case where you know, why, why would this woman lie about this other guy? What does she have to gain out of this whole situation, mm-hmm. really? He's setting the precedent. And now she's, the money wins. Yeah, and now she's going to be guilty. Very very much a modern uh, you know, allegory going on there. But uh, that's that. That's, I mean, that's really Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. But I do like how they do note that the son is fussy. It's like, oh, so the the child is already taking after Ross, even though Ross isn't even around. It's just got those qualities. Valentine it doesn't look anything like George, uh, Jeffrey Charles. 
not at all. <laughs> uh, which I can't believe we're already here. I mean, at least with, with Thali and Ross, pretty much, right? In France, yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, they, they are looking up uh, to see where what happened to their boy Dwight. Dwight, I thought they were going here to spring him out, but well, I think I they, think, I don't know, spring him out as much as figure out where he is and try to get him out. Mm-hmm. Dave, I don't know about you with Tholly, but early, in the early goings, I could barely understand any word that he was saying. And then the captions, I don't think, could even keep up with what he was saying. It was like, what, I don't know what is coming out of this guy's mouth. <laughs> I mean, I kind of, I got the gist of it, I think. What, what was he saying? What do you mean? I don't know. I didn't write down things he was saying. I understood him. He didn't say anything noteworthy. I, I, he sounded like Michael Caine after like a few drinks. And he looks like Michael Myers when he gets stabbed in the <laughs> eye <laughs> at the end of the first Halloween movie. <laughs> the serial killer Michael Myers? Yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, I do like that we get a moment in this episode of him just sharpening the hook that he has. Yeah, with his like with his rapier or whatever, you know, with his sword. <laughs> this guy, I, I don't know where they found this Thali character, but I, I'm I'm in. Yeah, I'm really curious how he's gonna play in the big picture of the show because I don't want him to leave. He definitely seems like a new Judd. Mm-hmm. But I yeah, don't know how absolutely. he he fits the bill big picture. He's almost more entertaining than Judd, I'd say, so far. Well, it's like, how do we make Judd better? We make him a literal pirate. Okay. <laughs> Not one that fancies himself a pirate, one that is a pirate. Uh, it's funny. So they get there, and they see these French uh, soldiers harassing people. And you can already tell with the look in Ross's face, he wants to interrupt this. He wants to, he wants <laughs> to, to fight somebody. some people. <laughs> yeah, he is not cool with any of this going on. Uh, but Thali's like, I got information on just just follow me. Yeah, we need to go talk Thali to Thali will read you right. To Jacques Lisson. Yes. <laughs> so they go to a bar, which is where some French soldier soldier is at who has information potentially. The, do we think is he a soldier or is he fr- he's friends with the soldier? Jacques. Yeah. Or they they they're at least familiar with each other. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, he'll get he'll get information. He just needs like fifty guineas, and then fifty guineas for himself. Yeah, he needs fifty guineas for the family, and then fifty guineas for the bar. Like all these guineas. <laughs> yeah, a lot of guineas. Meanwhile, there's a woman working there, staring at them. Yeah, Mariette. She's looking at Ross. She's she's making eyes at Ross for sure. But Thali is the one grinning back at her. <laughs> yeah, and at one point she comes over and she's like, "Hey, you want me? I I know information. Do you want to come talk information?" And Ross mm-hmm. is like, hey, I'm married with a kid. Yeah. Because that married by itself is not a big deal. Married with a mm-hmm. kid. Now there, that's that's a big yeah. deal. He's married with it. children. But Tholly steps in to say like, hey, if you want to go to a room, I'm all game. You know, let's go. And then Ross is like, my assistant or my my whatever associate won't ignore him. And, and Tholly's like, associate, assistant. So I don't think Thali likes Brother being a subordinate. Yeah. Uh, so they do get some name uh, from the, from the guy. Yeah, old uh, Jacques comes through with, in, with with vague information, right? Yeah. 
By the way, just one more thing on the, the barmaiden. Doesn't uh, Thali says something like, your father would have bettered her. <laughs> uh which was, is not enough. There's to a lot of Ross discussion in. about what Ross's dad would do. He also says uh, that Ross's Ross's dad w- would have knocked up the the housekeeper, but would not have married her. Thalia is just full of isms, you know. Oh yeah, <laughs> just, just a good guy. I don't know, that's a stretch. <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, I mean, she's this woman though is suspicious of Ross. She's like, "Where are your papers?" And he's like, oh, you know, I'm I'm just a merchant." And she's like, "Well, show me your papers." Yeah, that's when like, she says, "Show me the papers upstairs." Yeah, and uh, no, that that alarms her, and I mean, she then reports him to the authorities. We we do get another scene of Ross and Dolly walking around town. They see a, a person get decapitated from a uh, from a guillotine. Call it <laughs> Guill- guillotine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which Ross again annoyed by this and they just need to get their information get out of there out of france yeah france uh, for for a nation that has a, a worldwide reputation in 2022 as being a kind of pushover country these french boys are cutting heads we even get we, we get a whole mo- moment where like they're just beating up these poor soldiers and then it has a shot of them sitting there like passed out on the ground they're not good no but uh Either way, this Caroline, the, or not Caroline. Caroline, uh-oh. Mariette. No, no, no. The, the, the barmaid. Um, yeah, Mariette. Yeah, she, she, Mariette. She, she reports them because she knows, she knows something is up. This ain't working. And they, Ross gets pulled in. Mm-hmm. And they say. We even see Thali speak some French. Like, come on, let, let him go. <laughs> yeah, and Ross says, I'm just, a, I'm just here making towns. I'm just trying to make some money. I'm a merchant. Yeah. And they say, look. The first first offense is imprisonment. Second offense is your life. Right. And Ross is like, well, what if I told you 50 guineas and I'll leave? That gets until midnight. That's all they give them. Yeah. And they say, there's a boat leaving. Get on board and bring your right, pirate friend Ross, with you. Ross is like, I got more money I can give you. And they're they're saying... Uh, no, no, that that would be you trying to bribe us, which we are not trying to do here. They're like, we only want a little uh, bit of a bribe, not a lot of a bribe. Yeah. So we we do see them later on the boat. They're they're ready to go, but not Rossi. Ross, Ross is <laughs> like, a, hold on, brother. <laughs> tell my one, wife. One more tell thing. my wife I love her, and then he swan dives into the water. <laughs> yeah, I left something turned on at the bar. Um, her name is Mariette. Now, do you think this Mariette is entirely doing this because Ross wouldn't hook up with her? Like, that she's driven well, Ro- out of spite Ross, to, like... The thing is, I'm really curious how this next scene would have played out if the French soldiers weren't there. Because mm. Ross goes into the bar, and he basically tells... He puts a beanie on. Yeah, he, he gets a beanie, <laughs> and he's walking around, yeah, same outfit, b- with a beanie. Mm-hmm. And he goes back to the <laughs> like, bar. What that toy? Just did Ross with a beanie. Yeah, and it's the, the Chase variant. And yeah. and the, he tells the bartender, he's like, "Look, we got off on the wrong foot." Mm-hmm. And then before you know it, he's fighting French soldiers, elbowing people and stuff. Right, because she's already tipped them off. Like, no, 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 this the, he's back. So, so he d- takes the beanie off too, do you, which is like, I, I, do you, you think if there was no French soldiers in that bar, that Ross would have done some some more bad stuff to try to find out more about Dwight, or do you think he would have? I think he would have tried to pay her off. 
more than anything. I don't, I don't, I don't think he would have done any sexual favors to get what he needed. I don't know. Wouldn't, I it's, it's not something he hasn't that. done. But he's given sexual favors to get what he needed. Well, he he did what he did to Elizabeth to to get in the interfere in her life. Uh, that's a whole messy thing. I, I don't know about that. But he's talking about his his friend Dwight's life. If he can stay peacefully and all he's got to do is something he doesn't want to do, I don't know. I think uh, I think I just would like to have seen it play out. Not to see. I, I want to see Ross pushed in that way again to make sure he's true to Demelza. Yeah. So, anyways, Ross beats up some people. We get the classic Ross f- closed fist, straight punch to the face <laughs> of multiple people. <laughs> I mean, screw those French guys. You could tell he's been waiting to unleash this the whole episode. He's been waiting he's all season. Berserk. He's been waiting. To, he's been yeah. ready to fight. Yeah, he collects some papers though with names on it. Mm-hmm. I think back where they were trying to turn him in, uh, right? Mm-hmm. He stops by there, gets those papers, and before we know it, we don't even see it. He's just riding a horse back to Demelza on the cliff. Yeah, smiling. And she's been worried this whole time because they tell they tell the uh, excuse me they tell the Caroline Penvenin. That you know, prepare for the worst. Mm-hmm. George can't yeah, help; she, they can't help her find, or not that they, anyone knows that she's married to Dwight. But they basically say they haven't found him; he's probably dead. Yeah, because we still see some uh, scenes of Caroline this episode. She talks to George, and he's like, "Well, Dwight's name wasn't on the dead or in prison, so I don't know what to tell you. Sorry." Uh, Mia. And so she's just worried. But we but, do see yeah. he is in prison. He is absolutely in prison. Well, he wasn't shot. He wasn't shot, but I mean, who knows what they, these French do to the people? Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, and he's but he's doctoring in the prison, and he's got a beard, a thick beard, thick beard. That's one month, baby. That's I mean, that's all it takes. That's me after like five days, but yeah, man, tough times for Dwight, and uh, you said that. Ross may have done sexual favors if he stuck around there in France, but he's beaming when he comes back to see Demelza. He's happy to see her. Yeah, and and it does take them forever to read the uh, to find Dwight's name, but like once they do, him and Demelza, we're we're back on track. And he's kind of proud right. of her for for what she did with the storehouse. He's not thrilled right away, but he's like, you know what? Make decisions. Wife. She makes such a great case there of just like you know uh, who's going to make decisions while you're away. It's got to be me. He's like, well, you got a, you got a good point this ain't there. Ain't going to be Sam. Nope. And then they they hook up again in bed, and it just had me wondering: Is Ross going to get her pregnant somehow twice while she's pregnant currently? Who knows? Stranger things have happened on this show. Yeah, uh, but it's just so funny to think like it ends on a good note of Ross and Demelza in bed just shagging it out, but you know somewhere else Dwight is just clinging <laughs> to life. He's describing the place they're in as hell. Uh, so good for uh, Ross, but... Oh, yeah, that's what that soldier, when he comes to, he says, am I in hell right now? It's like, no, we call it France. Yeah, it might be worse, though. Also, we should note that uh, we get, like, five shots of Garrick in this episode. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that dog. I, I forgot that the dog was even around. So, uh, somebody call Isis... And let her know that she died way too early because this dog seems to have lived through quite a lot. This old little scraggly dog. Hey, man, it's a survivor, just like the rest of the family. Sure. <laughs> so was this a good episode, Dave? Oh, yeah, for sure. This is so fun. I think this is a really fun anything episode. that sort of juggles two radically different settings without 
losing track of the continual through line is does is good for me. There's a lot of lens flare in this episode. I don't know if you noticed that, Dave. Like uh, at the sunset and stuff like that. Yeah, like a little JJ like Abrams. The background. Yeah, right. Because like sometimes the background looks a little fake mm-hmm. for some reason. Which is like they film on location. I don't know why that would be. But uh, anyways, yeah, I, I had a lot of fun with this episode. Also <laughs> worth noting, we didn't touch on it that George uh, told the priest in the beginning of the episode that is uh, either his rock wall or his fence was uh, broken, and to have the church bill his family for it. So mm-hmm. remember when I said that? What's this rich guy doing that's making everybody wait? He's paying for the renovations to the church. Yeah. So maybe it's that's funny, one step it, towards benevolent George. I don't see it coming, man. Come on. He just committed like a person to getting flogged in the middle of the streets, this woman to perjury. Let's I, find I don't out. Think so. This was the lowest voted uh, episode on IMDb of the season. It has an 8.0, which is still quite good. But every other episode is at least a, a few points notches above it. So if this is the worst that the season gets, I'm, I'm fine with Ooh-wee. that. This is great. <laughs> We're in it for the long haul. Going to get some good stuff. Yeah, man. So uh, you want to get to some power rankings? Sure. Who do you got going down, Dave? Uh, number three going down, I have the the blanket statement for the citizens under George's jurisdiction, as you just said. Uh, okay. We see this poor guy or this poor woman get you know, charged for perjury. In a situation where clearly she didn't do anything but get assaulted. And this, this guy stole one little bird and was sentenced to 20 floggings. I think True. George is not going to be great at this whole uh, magistrate thing. No, it's going to be a little difficult for him. But uh, I'm sure he won't, he won't, it won't worry him too much at night. Uh, as opposed to Ross, mm-hmm. who will probably go to sleep thinking about all this stuff. Um. Well, and number three, I got Francis Poldark. This guy is just sinking further and further in his grave. The the land he verbally committed to giving to the town not being given out. Their family is leaving the home that that they're from. Uh, I mean Elizabeth at least is leaving the home. Yeah, his wife. Yeah. Uh, I can't imagine he's he's doing too well in the afterlife right now. No, I agree. Uh, well, number two going down, I have Elizabeth because. Same. This, this, Same. This tonal shift of, you say Ross's name and she's full of disdain is new. Not even confusion. Mm-hmm. And then this whole watching her husband do this terrible thing and then getting getting some kind of drugs that will probably be a long piece of her story is uh, not a good look for Elizabeth. Yeah, she's in a world of hurt right now. And running away from home isn't going to fix those things. So it's... Uh tough times for elizabeth yeah, and she's basically telling her man like don't touch the baby let the baby be its own thing i really do think this might be you know damien not valentine okay so you don't think he's a lover boy no i don't think he's the certified lover boy like okay. drake karn <laughs> all right well who's going down for you david number one he's in hell man it's dwight same same dwight can't that, that beard can't do that, much worse that beard doesn't look that great bad no, prosthetic man. It's pretty scruffy. Kind of looks like our friend Justin, Dave. You know, when I think about it, Dwight in real life. Yeah, with that beard on, he, he does a little bit. With that bit. beard on, I was gonna say, if you watched Raw on Monday night, he looks like uh, uh, Ezekiel's yeah, brother Elias. Elias. <laughs> I have a feeling if he beard. came back with that 
if he came back with that beard, I think Caroline would be into it. She'd be like, "Oh, you grew that beard while you were away?" He's Keep like, "No, it. it's it's fake. It's made from the <laughs> hair of the dead soldiers. The glue comes with it. <laughs> it's not real. I glued it on to make it me look more miserable than I was." All right. Well, that's who that's, was going yeah, down. That's why. Who do you got going up? I got Thalia at number three. Okay. This guy is connected. He knows what's going on. <laughs> He's not afraid to make passes at, at bartenders and stuff. Um, he's just helping his friend out, Ross. So good on him. He he didn't have to do this. He hasn't got anything to gain. He's just a good guy. He's in, so. he, it's in his blood. Yeah, I like this Thali guy. I want to see more of him. Okay. Well, number, three, number three for you, Dave. I got Ross because he weasels his way out of death on multiple mm-hmm. occasions in this episode, and he gets home, and we see Demelza's Demelza starting to get used to his. Uh, flights of fancy to go do his self-righteous acts. So yeah, there's something to be said for that. She didn't put him in the doghouse this time around. That's fair. That's true. And, and for those reasons, I have Ross at number two. Oh. I mean, just the number of people he knocked out in France on his way out of there. It's a dream come true for many of us. Oh, man. Good for him. I'm, I'm sure Julian was watching this and cackling somewhere if you watch Poldark. He, he was just getting his jollies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ross just battling his way it's through elbowing France. people back elbow it's boom <laughs> oh yeah he was doing what was it, the Chris Jericho's finisher oh with yeah the, the Judas affected those guys <laughs> yeah uh, so kudos to Ross for getting that done and uh, escaping with his life and also somehow keeping that list of names completely dry oh yeah you know he had yeah. to probably <laughs> swim with he that he had to hold it up and, in the air or something get a ziplock back right <laughs> the ink didn't smudge or anything they were still able to read those names after the fact and that's what they're going to use to teach Drake to read is that list. Maybe. Well, number two going up, I got George because okay, don't love him. He finally gets his wife to agree to leave the spite house that he's been living in for who knows how long. He's been mm-hmm. living there purely out of spite to make Ross angry. Now he's gone. Yeah. He's got this new job. And whether or not he's morally good at it doesn't matter because he's flexing. He's just flexing. That's what he's doing. Absolutely. Well, at number one, I got Demelza. Okay. She stands up to to the job, the task of, you know, running the whole, you know, land when Ross is gone. She helps the sister brothers. Uh, she's also uh, just, you know, keeping things held on lock, man. She's keeping like, that honestly. dog alive. Yeah. So... Big ups to Demelza, you know she she kept kept things going. Okay, well keeping it in the family, I got I got the Karn brothers at number one. Okay, because they're they're showing they you can't keep a good Christian man down. George no, tries can't, to can't. to stop them from going to church. They protest outside the church. They sing a song. George tries mm-hmm. to stop them from getting their own building. They get their own building. Drake. He's 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 playing the slow game with Morwenna, but he's playing the game. So I think these Karn boys. Oh, you didn't even mention either either that Rosie is grinning at Drake, uh, in, in inside the the new uh, barn. Oh yeah, church. that's right. And 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 he says, "Oh, my heart is given to somebody else." Yeah, but she's she's giving him the eyeball. So and, Drake is doing well, the Lord's work just as much yeah, as we'll Sam see what, is. He, we'll see if Rosie uh, does something with him. We'll, we'll see about that. I, I don't think so. <laughs> you don't think so? Who knows, man? I hope not, for, for Morwenna's sake. 
Yeah, Morwenna, this episode, to her credit, is starting to look a little bit more up and in Drake's eyes. She's not always looking at the ground, but she does still quite look at the ground a lot. She likes so. the ground. The ground is good. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. That, that may be the case. Anyways, that is this week on That's Poldark. this week. That's season three, episode three. Uh, Dave, have you been watching anything else? I have. I feel like I always start this, and we wind up talking about what I've watched a lot, so why don't you sure. start it this week? Uh, I, watching uh, uh, Stranger Things. I'm almost caught up on the episodes. Is it as good as everyone's saying it is? I think it's pretty much consistent with where Stranger Things has been. I, I don't think it's better or worse. It, I always thought it was like an enjoyable diversion. Uh, never too down on it, never too up on it. I think it's pretty... It's properly rated? The same. Properly rated, just that much longer. Okay. Uh, but it, it flies by. Okay, fair enough. I, it's on the list, mm-hmm. but I, I'm not rushing to it. I started. No, you don't I'm, need to. I'm not not rushing to things. I started the boys, and oh yeah, oof. where you at with that? I only watched one episode, Dude. but I think I need to. I needed a break after I watched that one, the first it's episode. Like, it's almost just scarring how graphic that show gets. <laughs> and I was talking to some some folks about this because one of my coworkers watched season one, episode one, and said it was foul. And oh, I was wow. like, it only gets worse, and I don't think the shock Somehow. moments do anything. For the story, because you know, it's like, why do you watch this show? And it's like, oh, yeah. because I think I like the story, but I think the sh- the show is just as good as it is without these gross moments. It's also when I'm watching that show, it still amazes me how I feel on edge whenever Homelander is is, is in a scene, and he's in almost every other scene. Mm-hmm. But his unpredictability and just like powers and stuff he's a scary guy every time he's in a scene i do feel like a little bit like uneasy Mm -hmm. with what he may do well that makes sense he's not a good guy not at all and i not at all i also watched all three of the new jurassic world films well all three of the jurassic world films so that was a a bit of an undertaking i think they're all fine you know it's properly rated yeah i think i think a little underrated because i think people want them to be Jurassic Park. But yeah. they're not Jurassic Park. They're just, eh, blockbusters. I mean, I, I've talked with you, with you before about this. I think people attach too much sentiment to the original Jurassic Park. It's a, it's a good movie. I wouldn't even put it top 10 Spielberg, honestly. Okay. And, like, people talk about it like it's this treasure. It's like, I mean, it's, 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 it's very well done, but, like, I'm not beholden to it. And so when people talk about this new uh, Jurassic Park, world movies is not living up to the legacy it's like what do, you, what do you really want from these things it's dinosaurs chasing people around yeah and there, <laughs> I, I will say i saw the new one in imax and there was one sequence that i think was like every like a if you're a fan if you're in it for the dinosaur the computer generated dinosaurs biting people and things is one of the coolest things that i've ever seen of the of those movies okay. as far as just like whoa this is they're doing it we're in the world now but right. you know i didn't feel two and a half hours long in the new one it was, but it didn't <laughs> feel knew? like it. So okay, if I'll you, get to it eventually. Yeah, don't don't rush. But at some yeah. point, when I have a moment, I will. <laughs> That's all you've been watching. That's a lot of stuff. I mean, it's three movies and, and one episode of a TV show. That's <laughs> really yeah. Well, we had a wedding this weekend. It was we we're busy boys. Life to live, man. A lot to do. <laughs> uh, well, I think on that note. We'll wrap it up here. Uh, Dave, we, we need to do a Patreon soon. Did you see the whole thing about, uh, 
what you call it, the cooking show for Downton. Yeah, on the YouTube Kevin Doyle with, cooking show. Yeah, well, it's not. He's in a couple episodes, but she has other people from the Downton world on. Oh, there. I did not know it was other people. You know, I did. I, Each I did episode see is like twenty something minutes. So okay, so we'll knock some of that out. Uh, we thankfully we're waiting for some patrons to get on to watching the new era. So since it's on Peacock, hopefully we can get some opinions and power rankings to bounce off of. And yeah. We might just have to do some super mega blowout Patreon bonus to catch up. But if you're listening to this thing, these guys slack. We usually don't slack, but we, like we, this has been a very busy couple weeks for both of us. So, and the fact that you know, get busier. we're still getting over the hangover at Downton Abbey too. So, you know, cut us yeah. some slack, and we deliver the goods. Everyone who's on our Patreon Patreon has only said good things about it. So, yep, that's us tooting our own horn. Toot toot. Yeah. So there you go. But otherwise, you know where to find us. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, lordsandgrantham at gmail.com. You can give leave us a five-star rating and review if you so choose on iTunes and Spotify. And you can find all our old episodes on our uh, Podbean website. And uh, we have our Patreon out there as well. And there's merch too. So there you have it. That's it. Until we meet we'll again. Catch you. Yeah, next time on Poldark. Yeah.